All right. So welcome to Tanya's Good Vibes podcast, where we explore everything and anything that makes us feel good. We party through love and light, and we find the blessings through the tough parts of our personal journeys, period. My guest today has a story to share with us that's full of twists, turns, highs, and lows. She's here to talk about how she achieved success through the importance of unconditional self-love by rewriting the script of her internal dialogue. Let's give a warm welcome to Lisa Edwards. Lisa, so excited to have you here today. How's it going in the UK? It's it's going. It's going okay, actually. Thank you very much for the welcome. Yeah, it's the sun shining, so um, I'm feeling in good spirits. It always makes a difference when the sun shines, doesn't it? Right, exactly. And it's usually pretty rainy over there, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. So when it, it shines, it's like, yay, the sun's out. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel good. Awesome. Uh, so here, it's it's actually it's raining here. So it's oh, funny. is it? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, best. <laughs> So, um, you know, I want to thank you for being here. I heard you have an amazing story to, to tell us. Uh, you know, I was just so interested in learning about how, you know, you're saying twists and turns, all your highs and lows in life. And uh, that's what we're all about here. And uh, we're just here to learn from you. So uh, why don't you go ahead and, and talk a little bit about yourself and uh, dive into your story? Okay. Um, so I'll start by saying that my story actually started about six years ago uh, summer of 2014 and um, I was in a great relationship or so I thought we've been together for about six years um, he was this great guy you know he, my family and friends really liked him and um, really calm and easygoing Mm. And he was late one day uh, from work. And there was we were sort of going quite through through quite a stressful period at the time. Um, I was getting these kind of abusive messages from this woman he worked with. She she seemed quite jealous, and um, she was sending me very explicit messages, um, saying that I wasn't good enough for him, and that I sh he you know he should be with her, and all this kind of stuff. Oh wow! Really came out of the blue, you know. Um, he'd been working there for about a year. And um, I'd never met her, but she just started sending me these messages. So it was a really stressful sort of period. We, things were going on with that. And he was late and he came home and I was, you know, having a go at him because I'd received more messages. And he was late again. And um, he just put his head in his hands at one point. You know, I was kind of having a go. And mm. he just said, um, Lisa, stop. I've, I've just been... I've got a brain tumor. Something's growing in my head. I've just been diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh my tumor. goodness. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he's a 34 year old man. Uh, we talked about getting married, you know, planning a wedding and stuff throughout the six years. Um, and suddenly I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, I might have to actually plan this guy's funeral. You know, that's uh, not how things were meant to go. Um, so obviously it was shocking, devastating. And, um, but, you know, we, we, we carried on. And I think his, his behavior became really quite erratic, quite strange. He would disappear and, and turn his phone off and I couldn't get hold of him. Um, mm. It was all very a strange period. Um, and it was, uh, I'm not sure exactly that time frame, but it was about two weeks or so, two, three weeks after the diagnosis. I remember I was uh, in the bath, uh, having a bath in the bathroom and he barged in. 
and his just whole body language and everything was very aggressive um and he just stuck his hands down in the bath between my legs and sort of grabbed me and i was like what are you doing just get out you know get out it was like okay it was very odd um when i got out of the bath um went into the bedroom he was waiting for me and he just started trying to wrestle me and uh, down onto the bed and he sexually assaulted me he 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 raped me and um it was you know it's kind of like what was going through my head was like what the hell is going on his behavior was really aggressive um it, it was a complete change um to how he was with me before i mean at first when he was trying to sort of wrestle me and i was i was trying to you know stand up I, he was kind of laughing but in a kind of sick twisted kind of evil way uh, you know I, I can't really explain it it was i was thinking is this guy just playing around is this a joke but i kind no. of felt like my heart was racing this the adrenaline was going and unfortunately you know he, he did rape me and whilst it was happening um and i was scratching his body i was scratching his arms um i was scratching him but I, and i my instinct was to punch him punch his face or hit him or push right. him off me but what was going through my head was that this guy it must have been the brain tumor maybe something was wrong with his con cognitive functioning maybe his behavior was because you know he was going through some this this you know what was going on in his head sometimes you hear don't you this sometimes when brain injury and it affects your your sort of way of thinking and right as if processing. he just snapped yeah like yeah and i, I didn't know I, you know i was making all these kind of excuses i guess um and I was afraid to actually kind of hit his face because I thought, what, what would happen if I knocked him over um, and really hurt him and, and made this this condition, you know, this this brain trip maybe make it make it worse, kill him or something. Mm. Um, so it's kind of ironic that whilst he's actually attacking me and raping me, I'm still thinking about this man's welfare. Um, and obviously, after it happened, it was just I was, you know absolutely horrified uh shocked and i just sent him i sent him packing i told him to get out um but again there's this feeling of guilt you know that this man was poorly he was ill he was sick and he needed me but he he, he disappeared i think maybe for a day two days or something and then he came back and he was begging with me and pleading me with mm. me saying you know he had this thing he had nobody else to support him to take him back um and so Built i did trip. yeah 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 that he had nobody else and it was just this thing growing in his head and he was afraid to die and and um you know i i couldn't turn him away and i took him back so so i said look you know i want to be able to support you and i'll come to the hospital appointments and but it just never happened, uh, Tanya. Just, you know, the he kept changing the appointment times, the dates. Uh, I think I remember one time we sat in the hospital where he'd got the, the time wrong. We sat waiting and then I had to leave because I had to take my son uh, to, to his father. And then by the time I got back, he'd had the, the appointment. So mm. I was looking, I thought, right, I, I need to find an appointment. I need to find out what's going on. I need to support him. And... Um, you know things just didn't feel right his again like i said his behavior was weird and um I, I was looking in the bedroom and what i found i didn't find any hospital appointment letters but what i found was the second phone of his oh um, no yeah that mm -hmm. i'd never seen before and you just you just know don't you that this is not going to be good news right um, so i turned it on and i saw all these 
uh, numbers because the sim was removed it was just numbers um, and the first message I saw was um, a, a photo a picture picture message and it was a baby and it said do you want to come and meet your daughter or do you want to do a DNA test um, yeah and I, I was felt going through your mind I felt sick like cold I mean it was a hot day and I just remember I just it felt like the color just the life drained from me oh. you know I was shaking I felt like I just wanted to, to, to vomit it was but I kind of because I knew you know the but I saw the, the, the I just knew You're that it was yeah, yeah that it was that it was right. and so I carried on scrolling and then there was this other number that was there were no messages but there was lots of phone calls being exchanged with this number and I thought right I'm gonna send a message and said look you know who are you um, I'm his partner of six years who, who are you and the, the message that came back was I'm his wife Ooh. yeah so oh my gosh. so it's like this real you know it took from that point on it was kind of like um it took you know it took me a lot of investigative work and, and trying to find out who this man was and i realized that i didn't know anything about him at all and in fact for that the entire six-year relationship had been a complete lie from day one how did he get um, away with a full six years of having a wife and seeing you and and you know like he hiding his tracks like that that's crazy just i mean the the thing is the the facebook when i, I mentioned before about the this woman on facebook because his colleagues he'd you know his facebook colleagues had been kind of um sending me messages of support about the brain tumor saying oh he doesn't have to come to work and what i realized that that was all fake as well they were all fake he basically never worked there and he'd created oh. all these fake facebook accounts so that was a kind of, you know, a corroboration that basically it was a backup for him to, you know, if I did question it, there was other people, you know, supposedly he worked with mm -hmm. uh, and he didn't even work there. You know, I have no idea where he worked, wow. really don't. Um, and, you know, you, you, you wonder why, how, how is this possible? How does he get away with it? But I think that, you know, you, unless you've experienced something, you're not looking for individual, you know, you're not looking for all the pieces you don't look at all the pieces of the jigsaw in one piece do you you know things mm -hmm. happen in isolation just because he broke down one day and he was late i'm not going to say oh you must be having an affair or let me check your phone or right. whatever you trust people you take them at their word and you give them it, the benefit it, of the doubt yeah that and it doesn't enter your i'm not a liar and i'm, I'm not a serial cheat so you you see people through your own eyes your own beliefs and your own perspectives right. so up until that point you know why would somebody lie about having a you know that was the worst thing was actually finding out that he lied about having a brain tumor right so he wasn't even sick so he lied about that as well yeah and that was the last Master. thing um, and that was uh because even after he left and and i was trying to contact people and you know all these numbers and talking to his family i still believed he was sick you know that was the last thing because who who lies about having a brain tumor what kind of sick individual i mean how you know how messed up do you need to be to be lying about that for no reason it wasn't like he was extracting money from me or you know for what reason for what purpose mm -hmm. um so yeah so that kind of really pff, took the rug from under me it really turned my whole world upside down um after that you know just it was i think the worst thing was just the, the shame I mean, I didn't tell my family about the rape because that was a shame you know I was so ashamed of that 
it was so hard to talk about it. Um, and then also because you were in a relationship with him, you know, if someone says, you know, if you say I got raped, but wasn't he your boyfriend? So wasn't it, you know, a, a mutual thing? Like why, you know, why would you say rape when you're actually dating him and you love this guy? Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't look at it that way. No, no, I think there is. And, and in fact, in many, in many respects at that point as well, I was like, well, is it rape? Is it not rape? You know, you, you actually right. question it yourself. Because you, yeah, because you're in a relationship and, and, and actually it doesn't really matter because I think the statistics um, show that most rapes, you know, you, you think, oh, it's only trauma if, or, or real rape if you're dragged in the bushes by some stranger. And mm. actually the majority of rapes are with people that you know you know they yeah. are known to you and and quite often it is with uh, a romantic partner yeah. and it makes it it doesn't make it any less traumatic I can you know and, exactly and people should never be ashamed of that uh, and they should and go and seek help when you're going through it you know through such a you know a hard moment you're you're in shock you know you're in shock at why would this person that I love so much is doing this to me and like you said you make excuses and you just say you know uh you know maybe he was having a bad day and that's why he he hurt me and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know uh, a rape it could be any verbal physical abuse you know uh, i you know went through something similar where you know the first year of dating someone you know the guy was such a a sweetheart and he treated me like gold and after a year he just snapped and turned into you know a crazy guy like he would you know try to trip me hit me call me names say well you're right. not as beautiful as you think you are you're you know you're a slut because right. guys are checking you out you know cover up and then you know then the verbal turned into physical and in my mind which didn't make sense I was so in love with him I said well maybe I am overstepping and maybe I am being too much or dressing whatever way uh, for these men to other men to notice me uh, and and maybe he'll go back to the way he was in the beginning of the relationship you know he yeah. was so kind to me and so nice and kind of lured me in and then he showed his true colors but I thought his true colors were before and what am I doing to create that behavior it's yeah my, you blame yourself in a exactly, way don't you sometimes. I did yeah I blame myself and that's what happens a lot. Okay, I'll stay with him and maybe he'll change. Maybe he's bad, having a bad yep. day. Maybe yeah. he's going through a hard time at, at school or at work with his family. What I, I came up with all the excuses. And then, like you said, he would come running back crying, saying, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. It, you know, I don't know what came over me. For you, it was yeah. the brain tumor. He, I'm sure he blamed it on that or who, you know. So, and, and you also said, oh, yeah, maybe that that makes sense right someone yeah. who's not right in their mind you know that that you know maybe just had a, a, a lapse of of judgment right so yeah it's just crazy you know how it's manipulation isn't it I mean they, yeah. they they know how to which strings to pull I think and you do like I said you, you make excuses because it's so hard to admit um that this person is is but you know you, you want to see the good sometimes in people don't you and it's very hard to admit that mm -hmm. you know you think oh well they love me they must love me and this like you said they're just having a, a bad moment right. you know for, but for me at the end of it I mean I, I was very angry I mean I really after the shock and the disbelief and everything else 
I was full of, I mean, I, I remember my mum said to me, don't let it make you bitter, Lisa, don't let it make you bitter. Mm. And that's exactly, I think I just felt angry and quite bitter. Um, you know, it had a, a bad experiences with my father and my stepfather growing up. So I'd, I'd already had this kind of, not saying I was a man hater, but I, ha I didn't have any great experiences with men and up until, until him, you know, it's like he pushed me back, you know, back 20 years or something, you know, it was almost like I had to go back to that place. But I'd, I'd sort of calmed down and I'd given him my everything. And then suddenly I was back in this dark place again, um, being quite bitter and saying all men are this, you know, and all men are that. And, um, and yeah. I was quite angry. Um, and, and again, I was so focused on him. And I thought, right, what, what can I do to get him back? What can I do to hurt him? And I thought, right, I'm just going to get into a new relationship, right? That's got to be the best way to get him back. And it was all <laughs> the focus on, you know, um, get back on the horse, you know, get back in the saddle and all the rest of it. Um, and I did. I met this really great person it wasn't intentional actually I met this really amazing guy um, and I told him some of the story I didn't tell him about the rape because I, I in fact I didn't tell anybody I've only just recently started uh, talking about it because it was too so tired, yeah. you know too shameful too humiliating too uh, embarrassing um, and I didn't tell him that but I told him what happened and he was very, very patient, very kind. Um, he would take, if we went together, he would take photos of where he was and what he was doing. And with his, oh, it's like really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. But this poor guy, he couldn't do right for doing wrong because I was questioning everything. I was like, but you, you know, why are you saying that? You, you need to prove it and you can't, mm -hmm. you know, every time he was saying something nice to me, um, I would just twist it and say, you know, but you, you words mean nothing. You have to prove it to me. And I, I just wanted it's, you know, I, I had all this blame and I was kind of blaming him and for, for, you know, for what this, this other guy had done. I mean, he was getting the brunt of all of it. And, and I was really had the mindset of this helpless victim. Like every argument was kind of like, I had to win. Well, you know, how could you say that if you, if you know what I've been through, you know, I'm this victim, I've been through this terrible trauma and, you know, you have, it was kind of like I was expecting him to heal me and fix me really without really taking any responsibility for my own healing. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, like I said, it was great when we were together, but when we were apart, uh, that's when all the arguments and the problems started because I just, it's like I was looking for, you know, looking for things wrong in the relationship. Um, I was looking to see if he was lying or, you know, I was constantly, yeah. the thing is, if you look hard enough, you'll find something that doesn't yeah. quite, you know, and you're yeah, going like, to find something, oh. right? You like this girl's post on Instagram or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Why? Why? You know, it must mean something else. And, you know, it's just that because I had that horrible, this mindset of distrust and, you know, I right. really couldn't. And I hadn't taken that time that I really needed to heal. So eventually after like a year, about a year and a half, um, maybe just a bit less than a year and a half, he said to me, you know, I really, really care about you. I really like you. But I just can't do it anymore you know I just can't do it anymore um 
and yeah and when Way we ripped the band-aid yeah when we split up he he was hugging me actually it wasn't like any kind of there was no arguments or anything like that he was hugging me and holding me and saying how sorry he was um and it was so so emotional so so hard so devastating because this was this really great guy and I was thinking like I was a complete failure because even with a good person I couldn't make it work you know yeah. it wasn't just this bad guy he was a good guy and and I still messed it up you know and he kind of taught me something in that moment that I didn't really realize at the time that you know looking back was self his own self-love that he for his own mental well-being and his own um self-worth and boundaries that he had he had to walk away because he can it's not like don't get me wrong i wasn't throwing things at him or beating him up or anything like that but it was just the constant you know he knew that i needed to take some time and heal and he was doing me a massive favor by walking away and he was you know he, he had his own self unconditional self-love that said you know look I care about you but I love myself more and I enough to wow. have to walk away from this yeah and he um, gave you that time to work on yourself yeah instead because, of just saying you know forget it he was just like go work on yourself and he he let you go that's and it's so hard but you know like he yeah like you said he was you know thinking about his own self-love and his love for you that he yeah. said you have some you know some bridges to burn you know well exactly and uh you know it, it was heartbreaking because uh, you know the first your your reaction when you meet some somebody great and somebody good is like no no don't you know you want to chase after and, mm -hmm. and i had to stop myself because i knew although there's this almighty sense of grief and loss um that he was right you know he was right he did the right thing and, and i really thank him for being so courageous so brave so strong for actually doing that um but you know i didn't again i didn't figure this out straight away because i was in a really deep dark place mm -hmm. and um i became actually quite physically ill then um because th there wasn't any more rage left it was it was just sadness and I sort of hit like a real depression you know it was very hard to get out of bed to want to get out of bed I mean I had a son and I was just crying all the time mm. and I became so so physically unwell um that the doctors couldn't really pinpoint what was wrong and I ended up in I mean I lost weight and I was in pain from head to toe you know I just had no energy I felt like my whole body was hurting I couldn't say what it was um and i ended up in hospital and i had they did all these tests and came back and said you know look there's nothing really physiologically wrong with you you know there, there is nothing um it's you know they just gave me this leaflet about stress and um and that was it you know off you go and i felt really annoyed actually because it felt like you know this they were trying to tell me this is all my head you know there's nothing yeah. wrong you know and I was like no this is physical but I had to accept that actually mind and body are one aren't they that you know if exactly. you're it's not yeah. two separate things which is what we think is your mindset affects your well-being exactly 
Um, so I don't know if you've experienced that as well. It's just definitely, uh, definitely. yeah. I can and, imagine after you know you could be the fittest person, go to the gym every day, but if your mind, your body, even your soul, if if not, it's not aligned, it shows and in, in your physical well being as well. You you know a lot of people have a hard time sleeping and or you know or they you know they don't feel well with within themselves and it it comes out your anxiety uh, and when you when someone you know something so traumatic happens to you something so drastic a lot of people you know hit rock bottom and they it's to the point where they can't even get out of bed you know yeah. they're contemplating what you know what life is all about and what am i doing here and you know and then you start you know going through the spiral of just like self self doubt and self hate and uh, you know, and depression, and it it just it translates. It comes from from within as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's quite you know, it's once you get into that kind of habit of you know, you get into that spiral, it can be very difficult to get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me, the motivation at that, I mean, at that point, I think when I was discharged from hospital, and I thought, right, you know, I really this is it. This is my worst, my lowest point. The only way now is up right and I have to right. get up because you know I had a son to look after um and I didn't want him to see me so ill and crying all the time and I had to get myself together for him if nothing else you know and I was so, going to ask you that question because you said, you said you know I you know I decided to you know in, in a moment I decided to make a change and I was going to ask you what that change like what made you decide and it's so sweet that you know your son was uh, you know a major a motivator a major factor yeah I think I think um, I think you just have to I mean and if you don't have children you just have to you know find something that motivates you in a purpose or something but yes yeah, so for him I just thought oh god you know I can't what kind of what am I teaching him you know just this yeah. constant depression and so I you know the first thing I did was I just started doing like um um free like weekend workshops and things like that I just started doing free free things it was like a NLP a weekend workshop that I did first and um, what's that what's NLP uh, neuro-linguistic programming it's just a tool and strat strategies that you can use to kind of change your mindset uh, change okay. your belief patterns cool. um, you know using visualization and um, it's it, yeah it's sort of stress it's like sort of interrupting patterns of behavior um being i think the biggest thing that i learned the f uh, when i went there was that you can be you know you can be a victim of so something you know trauma has happened to you but it doesn't mean you have to be a victim of that you can still be empowered by saying okay so that's happened to me i can't unhappen it but now I can choose how I deal with it and how I move forward from that. Mm -hmm. And so that was for me, the biggest thing it was about like taking responsibility. Okay. That's happened. I can't go back. It's happened. I have to find a way to, to move forward and deal with it and uh, move forward in my, and, and put that, you know, not say, you know, you never forget it. Like you said, you don't right. forget, you find a way um, strategies and, you leave it where it belongs really it's it should be empowering it gives you strength you know you, you finding a way to draw strength from it um i used to be like that i used to say you know i i grew up in you know a, a verbally abusive home and you know and then i would just find men that 
react act the same way as you know how my how my parents acted with each other and yeah. um i noticed like you know now I, i'm with such a good man and he's so sweet and considerate and you know listens and tries to help me through the this process uh but sometimes i find myself yelling you know and he's like why are you yelling and and i used to say well that's just the way i am i have a big voice and I, you know i uh, I'm passionate, you know, and I would yeah, yeah. come up with the excuse, say, you know, my behavior is uh, justifiable because this is who I am and this is what I've been through. This is how I know how to communicate. And then I, it really, you know, and he would say, well, no, that's not how I want to communicate. So lo go in the other room, <laughs> relax, lower your voice, and then come back and talk to me, you know, when you're calm because I, I want to be on the same page as you. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, like no one ever said that to me. And uh, it really makes you look at yourself and the way that you you behave. And it's great that you did workshops on it. Uh, but I just, I wanted to mention it because a lot of people um, and people who are listening now might say, oh, you know, I, you know, grew up in a broken family. I don't know anything about, you know, um, treat it, how to treat someone or uh, my father was never present or, you know, uh, I grew up in the ghetto my whole life so i i i can't get out of it this is me this is who i am and this is what le uh, my per my purpose in life and what life has handed to me and that's not true because you need to break free from everything that you you know you grew up with everything that your you know past generation handed down to you is for you to make a change and work on yourself yeah absolutely i mean you've really hit the nail on the head there i think totally totally agree with that um, because you know when you say people this is just me it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be it's really up to you it doesn't have to be you can break that cycle you know you don't have to repeat the pattern right. and you know sometimes I know people it's quite hard so you can say you know just ask yourself what if I'm meant for more what if you know just plant that little seed of change it doesn't have to be yeah I am confident I am this or I'm going to be what if you are capable of change what if you are amazing and more amazing than you think you are you know what if wouldn't it be wonderful you know to sort of think just a little bit differently and, and and that's empowering because it's so disempowering to say well this has happened to me this is how i am mm -hmm. it kind of just you're just giving the power to abusers or the the people that you know that whatever past ex bad ex past experiences you had you just feel you know you're giving power to that it's very disempowering you want to empower yourself and say look you know what okay, that, that bad stuff's happened, but I am going to, you know, I'm going to grow and learn from it and I'm going to make a change. Mm -hmm. That's empowering. Um, and also for your children too, you know, I, I make sure that my daughter's not going through the same thing that I went through. And I, that's how also breaking the cycle that, yes, I had like things happen to me, but I can give her that knowledge to not continue uh, that pattern. Uh, Absolutely. So you yeah. understand at a young age that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And it's okay to go through those emotions. But, you know, when you really know yourself and you work on yourself is how you're going to, you know, be successful in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not about, again, I think you touched on something that I'd like to touch on as well, which is about emotions. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody has to be happy, clappy, and we all have to jump out of bed, but there is a healing process. And that is like, you, you know, you, you have to be aware of these emotions and it's, it's a healing process. It's not saying you, you can't feel bad or have a bad day or, 
you know you can't feel sad that these these are kind of necessary these, these are you know they're important to feel those and it's not about trying to suppress them because you end up Borrowing never healing up. yeah and it just comes up and um later on so you right. know it's about talking to somebody reaching out sometimes um just having support whilst you're going through anything um so yeah no i'm you know i'm not here to say that we have to be all super positive and you know it's absolutely okay because i think there's there's a lot of mentality now that you see on the internet isn't it that you know on social media you have to be positive and you feel like you know if you're not you you sort of somehow lacking sometimes and it's yeah. okay to feel a bit rubbish sometimes exactly. it's human nature it's exactly. human nature you know you have to give yourself a break um and that's about self-compassion as well mm -hmm. so yeah so for me i mean i i, I the first um that was my first kind of uh free workshop and i got so much benefit out of it um because like you i've grown up in this pretty rubbish household very violent um no real guidance nobody no sort of wise words of wisdom or anything when i was growing up mm -hmm. and so sometimes you have to go out and find them you know you have to go out and and take control and that's kind of what i did um and I found something that worked for me. I, you know, there's more than one way up a mountain. So I'm not saying that NLP might be right for your listeners, but there's lots of different things that you can do, lots of different coaching programs or things you can find out about making changes. Um, and so I went on, you know, I really absolutely loved it. I just, you know, I came back and it was like a whole different way of thinking, you know, this, um, being empowered that I didn't have to be a victim. I think that was like the biggest thing, you know, like, oh, I, I don't have to be a victim. I don't, you know, it was, it was quite sort of liberating, you know, it's like, yes, mm -hmm. I can make some change. Um, don't have to think the same way all the time. Um, so, and then I went on to kind of do a more paid a more in-depth program. Um, and so I started, it wasn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't go with the intention of training to, help others in hypnotherapy and, and things like that I just did it for myself initially um, and I think as we're sort of practicing you know I was it's he, it was healing for me because I'm getting like free therapy well not free right. therapy I paid for the course but <laughs> we're practicing on each other you know and we're getting we're sort of it's therapy too you know yeah. um, and it was amazing and there was the second so I went on to do a more of a deeper dive uh, course um, to become a practitioner and I think on that course, there was this really great mentor. Um, and I was talking and, you know, just having a good old moan about my whole past and, you know, talking about everything. And and he just listened to me very quietly and he just listened. And he didn't say anything. And then he just reached into his pocket and he pulled out like a packet of tissues and he put them on the table. And he just leaned over to me really quietly and he said, um, Lisa, can I just stop you there? what do you hate about yourself Whoa. yeah and in that moment it was like the floodgates just opened it was this cathartic release of emotions and I just I needed those tissues let's put it like that you know and um, I just cried and cried and cried and I kind of realized that you know I'd, I'd actually been projecting outwards all my feelings onto the world you know of, of anger and I'd still had this residual um, anger and hatred towards this, this brain tumor guy you know the lying um, guy and and also the past you know my parents and my upbringing and 
I'd realized that, you know, I'd actually been projecting it outwards, but it was myself that, you know, I blamed and that I hated and I didn't have any kind of self-love or mm, self-worth. Yeah. I think people think self-love is taking lots of hot baths or buying yourself flowers and things, <laughs> painting my nails. You know, sometimes there is this kind of misconception. I mean, certainly not. It might be for some people. It's, it wasn't what I mean. It's not what I mean. I mean, it wasn't what um, I was working on. It was really just about... Um, showing my given you know self-compassion and not beating myself up all the time learning from my state and just realizing that we there's this commonality of we're all perfectly imperfect right you know right. nobody's perfect we're all the same we all have the same fears um the same desires oh, wow. to be happy yeah we have all the same same you know doubts feeling some type of imposter syndrome that's become a, you know mm. it's a new word as well um who am i to help people even coming on these podcasts I always think you know what am I doing you know I don't know <laughs> you have this moment of like how can I help anybody you know I'm just me and I you know I make mistakes and then you have to say just you know get over your story yeah it's, yeah it's just yeah. it's fine it's like we all have these um same thoughts and feelings it's it's a case of pushing through anyway and, and actually rewriting them like with affirmations you know that sort of repetition having focus and visualization of the things that you do want because we spend so much time of thinking all oh no what if it all goes wrong oh no what if this happens oh no what if that no yeah. think about focus on the things that you do want to happen not on the things that you don't and that's a huge part of it as well mm -hmm. um, so and daily know. affirmations it's they can be so simple you know yeah. by just you know it could be a pep talk it could be you know, on YouTube, there's so many videos that, you know, sometimes I listen to before going to bed that give like a kind of daily affirmation meditation. Yeah, uh, that kind of rewire your brain as you're drifting off, which is awesome. And then there's it's just even just writing down like sentences that, you know, resonate with you, even if you go online on Google and look up some and then writing them down. And I have actually, I put some about 30 days ago, it's been a month about, uh, I put them in my bathroom as I'm brushing my teeth in the morning and at night, I repeat them as I'm brushing my teeth over and over again. Oh, and at first I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Uh, what am I doing? Talking to myself in the mirror, <laughs> you know, like. I feel a bit silly. You start, when, you start believing, you know, yeah. and you start saying, yeah, like, okay, I, you know, I am powerful, I am smart, I am, you know, and it just, um, you know, it, it changes your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and like you said, it's, it's repetition, because a lot of people, like you said, at first, it seems really silly. And it's like, why am I doing this? But it's repetition, because, uh, and that will get into, you know, it's, it's creating this new belief, isn't it? Um, and it's empowering. And I'm, I'm exactly the same. I have it on my, I have a mirrored uh, wardrobe a uh, closet I think he's saying um, <laughs> and I've put I've got like post-it notes and I stick them on and I say them as well because it's a daily it's a daily thing it's never a point where you go oh yeah everything's fine and it's all wonderful and I'm perfect and invincible it's it's like any kind of relationship isn't it it's like a relationship right. with our partners or children you know you have to work at it every day you know you constantly and and I think affirmations are fantastic because both in the morning and at night like you said brilliant because I think it's it gets you in the right frame of mind so when you wake up if that's the first thing you do or like when you're brushing your teeth um it gets you right in the, in the right frame of mind to start the day um, right. 
and I think that's so important as well as kind of in the evening when you're just falling asleep that sort of time between kind of almost wake and conscious when you're almost asleep but you're not quite asleep that's a great brainwave for change and really sort of embedding new mm. beliefs and thoughts so if you listen to some kind of a meditation or something like that or self-hypnosis or whatever that's a fantastic time <laughs> i did that the other day i did a sleep hypnotherapy and i, I, did I don't know much about hypnotherapy i never had a session before and you know i I went into it open-minded and so you know I was lying down and the you know his calm voice and you know stare at something on the wall and then your eyes are getting I'm like oh what is this and then my eyes like were getting droopy and then I I eventually they were so heavy I closed my eyes and then I couldn't reopen them and I started panicking all right <laughs> and then and then I'm like okay you know what let me let me just try it out and yeah it was it was wonderful i i love like the I, I mean that's the only experience i've ever had i'm sure it gets deeper than that but uh i slept so well and i woke up you know with such a different mindset such a, yeah. a positive positive thoughts honestly and uh, i'm a little bit like you like i self-sabotage self-sabotage a lot uh, i would say you know i always constantly tell myself oh you're not you're not good enough you're not smart enough you're not as smart as these other people that you know have uh, these degrees or whatever yeah. um or your uh your story is not you know good enough to tell just like you were saying you know or i don't have a book i don't have a you know and so and and will people even listen to me or listen to this podcast what am i doing why am i doing this you know yeah, yeah. you have to kind of get that thought out of your mind the minute yeah. it comes in because it will like you said you're in a relationship with yourself you have to work on yourself and work on your thoughts and those thoughts will come you can't just wake up one day and say i'm positive i'm great it's no. awesome butterflies and rainbows you know <laughs> you have to like when that thought comes in you just understand it maybe you could even question it why am i feeling and thinking this and yeah. then remove it goodbye yeah. you know delete <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's again you know like it, it's not about suppressing it it's, it's being aware okay i feel that now it's now let it go let it go yeah you know, you've go. had your moment now you can go and then you know <laughs> yeah. i think that's that's great for meditation i don't know if you you said about meditation as well mm -hmm. it's great just to kind of be in the moment um because i think we we spend a lot of time on sort of um autopilot and in the you know and so meditation and mindfulness mm -hmm. is a great way just to kind of understand what we're thinking as well to kind of um quite often we don't even know what we're thinking half the time you know we have all these um self-sabotaging sort of vo you know dialogue and we sometimes we're not even aware it's going on so it's quite mm -hmm. important to sort of spend some time maybe doing some meditation or mindfulness and then you can actually be aware of what you are repetitively thinking and then you yeah. can kind of fix that and and say the opposite you know counter it um so yeah so that's Again, like I said, it's an ongoing thing. It's a daily thing. You know, you never get to the point where, like I said. You know. And as a mother, you know, we get these random thoughts, like before going to bed, oh, did 
Uh, did I pack, you know, my daughter's lunch for school or some, you know, silly thing? Oh, yeah. did she, did I do the laundry? Does she have, like, you know, and so you're like, oh, like, why, like, why now? You know, yeah. <laughs> worry well, about it me, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it's like, uh, I think, oh, did I say the wrong thing? Did, you know, like if I've had a go at uh, my son or something, you know, he hasn't done something and I'm like, oh, oh you know, was I too hard? Oh, and then I stop going on, oh, my, I'm a bad pet. And the next minute, you know, it's, it's something really trivial. It's soft. And the next minute I'm beating myself, oh, I'm the worst parent in the world you know, like, I'm terrible you know and it kind of you just think just no it's fine it's fine it's fine you know it's not something I'm doing every day it's just a moment you know god you're allowed to have these moments right, right. and he'll be fine you know he's great he's a great kid so he's fine. I'm sure I'm sure he has a great mom I could just tell Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes we, we, we don't tell ourselves though, do we? We always think we always find the worst. Um but yeah, it's it's really about just pushing through those moments and, and rewriting, as I call it, rewriting the script, you know. And that's what it is really, isn't it? Um so yeah. Yeah, yeah and then and I've you know, I have to give you a little um the happy ending, although it's an ongoing <laughs> ending. <laughs> Well, before, the, before we close up, right, okay. yeah. I just want to know a little bit more about, uh, you know, how how uh, hypnosis works. You know, how does it heal you? Um, you know, what are what are its benefits and and how it work? You know, how does it work? <laughs> well, all, first of all, all hypnosis is self hypnosis. So you you know, for me, I'm just a guide. So if you came, I would just be guiding you and you would just be, just be uh, listening. And I think, um, if you think about, I mean, do, do you drive? Do yes. you, you do. So have you ever had a moment where you've driven the same way so many times that you actually come home and you forget the journey? Girl, so, all the time. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you don't want to admit that. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you yeah, get home so and you're like, oh my gosh, like yeah, no, did I go through a red light? You know, was, <laughs> did I observe the speed limit? Um, so yeah, so that's basically where trans you're in trance. Then, um, so that's kind of the hypnosis state, if you like, okay. um, where you're kind of you're operating from your subconscious level and not your conscious. Um, obviously, if you think about when you learn to drive, you you know, you consciously think, oh, you know, I've got a signal, oh, I've got to do the mirror, seatbelt, and, and all these things, and you think, oh, my God, I'm never going to learn how to do this. And then after repetition, 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 you, it becomes one process, so much so that it becomes, I guess, um, downloaded, if you like, into the, in, stored in your unconscious as just one process that, and it becomes natural. And uh, hypnosis is basically where, it talks directly to your subconscious. So it kind of bypasses that whole, um, so if you think we've got, I say, uh, explain this in terms of we've got three minds, we've got your conscious mind, which is your what we're doing, you know, thinking right in this moment. Right. Um, and then you've got that critical faculty, which is that sort of self-talk, that self-doubt, you know, so if you, for example, you were doing an affirmation and you say, and you stand in the mirror and you say, I am confident. And then that little voice goes, well, no, you weren't because you just freaked out about, you know, you, you stumbled over your words at the talking to the person in the shop the other day or something like that. You know, you're not confident. No. So sometimes it can be quite hard to get down into the subconscious um, because what we want is with repetition, we want to get down to the subconscious because you want it to become a habit. 
right you want to form a positive habit mm -hmm. so what hypnosis does is kind of sends your conscious on a little holiday if you like you know gets that that out of the way takes away the critical faculty which stops the uh, embedding of new and positive um, beliefs and um, behaviors and it just gets you into a very relaxed state which is kind of a theta alpha brainwave state where you're very totally relaxed and you're more likely to accept um, suggestions positive suggestions in that state so it's really it's really i mean there's nothing sort of woo woo or hocus pocus about it it's just very it's it's just a very deep relax re deep relaxation and kind of embedding of um new beliefs really and i think Part what you downloads, yeah. yeah exactly um mm. and it just kind of bypasses that whole the conscious or that um, what we're saying about the negative talk it just kind of bypasses that so it gets you into a state where you're more likely to accept uh the, the new the, the new beliefs so it's kind of a, a, a speeding a speeding up process if you like of the affirmations um yeah. so you can get, get a bit quicker so i mean it's, it's always um better to do both conscious affirmations and change and also embed it with with hypnosis and you can do that and anybody can do that because like i said self um all hypnosis is self-hypnosis so if you just before bed or, you know or maybe go to bed half an hour before or something and you just get into a really relaxed state and you just mentally relax each part of your body you know you start from your toes you mentally relax your toes you work up your body nice and slowly taking nice deep breaths um, and get to that stage where you feel completely where you just want to let go totally relaxed um, mm. and in that part you know your heart rate's really slow and you're very relaxed just before you want to sort of doze off and then if you think about uh, start visualizing uh, whatever it is that you want to achieve uh, a goal or instill those positives start thinking about positive thoughts that's kind of you're in the trans state then um and that's very powerful which is probably why you said you woke up the next day and you felt really you know really in a really good way yeah so, and that's that's the power of that's that's all hypnosis is really is getting into that really deep relaxed state and you're more likely to accept positive suggestions and not dismiss it in the same way that you would um perhaps more if you're you're, you're doing affirmations consciously um so i always suggest wow. a, com a combination of both yeah it is yeah very powerful i mean i love it i love self-hypnosis and it's really i mean you can even just go onto youtube and just get some like, like you did you know if you want yeah. to have somebody actually talking to you or guiding you um but i, I stumble upon it and it was just and yes it was exactly positive affirmations and really putting everything aside and just being my as if like i was you know talking to my higher self and yeah. it was so nice. And, and I had, you know, starting this podcast, I was like, Oh, like I was saying before, are people going to listen or am I good enough? All that silliness. And then, you know, the next day I woke up and, and all of those feelings and thoughts, although I, I acknowledged that they were there and they might come back yeah of course i was just so relaxed i just said you know what just go with the flow and see what happens and you know let's have a good time while doing it and if you make a mistake then you'll learn and i was like wow like <laughs> that is this me like what's going on so that's amazing very powerful it is very powerful and i think it, you um and then when you go to sleep you're in the delta the deep uh, deep sleep which is the delta delta waves um that's when you process all that information so all those wonderful 
you know, all it, it's a great time to do it just before bed because all of those positive affirmations and thoughts are then processed on a deeper level. Um, and then when you wake up, I mean, it's just, I love it. It's amazing. And, and anybody can do it. It's nothing, you know, you don't need any special power. You know, there's nothing kind of scary. And I think people, you know, you say you're a hypnotherapist and people, oh, you know, oh, are you hypnotizing me now? Yeah. And are you? <laughs> Like, yeah. it's like or no it's, it's about that yeah no exactly yeah look into my eyes look into my eyes <laughs> so um yeah my partner laughs and he says oh maybe maybe i'm under your spot you know are, are you hypnotizing me all the time and you know kind of we just joke about it but you can't you can't sort of i think there's a i think pe people kind of think of stage i don't know if you've ever have programs uh, in Canada or something on TV where there's like stage hypnotism and yes. people in the crowds to kind yes. of cluck like chickens or do crazy things. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. We have a famous one here in Montreal that, you know, my, my mother goes to sometimes okay. she, and she's like, Oh yeah, I was holding my hand up and I couldn't <laughs> put it back down. <laughs> right. Okay. So that, that's, I mean, that's really completely, it's a completely different thing. And I think that's most people's experience of, 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 um, hypnosis is the stage hypnotism and that's completely completely different because you know they get everybody fired up in the audience everybody's quite extrovert you know you you want you don't mind you go with a flow you want to make a fool of yourself and that's fine <laughs> it's that kind of environment to kind of let it go isn't it yeah. and that's completely different from from uh, hypnotherapy which is it's really you you know you're in control um all the time you wouldn't i mean if you have a belief let's say you have a belief in god there's no way that i could ever change that belief if that's you know you, you can't change somebody's values and and real you know important um essence of their beliefs if you like you know it, it's just about take taking away the positive the, the negative things and embedding yeah, positive stuff so it's not about yeah it's not about changing your core values or anything like that which is important obviously mm -hmm. um so yeah so yeah it's great stuff i mean i really urge anybody to go and look into it um yeah it's fantastic cool thank you so much for explaining that you're welcome, you're welcome. I, hope it, I hope it made sense actually it's no, it did no it did <laughs> it totally did. <laughs> it did it was awesome cool so uh you know before we uh end off uh do you have any final words or thoughts or anything you want to leave our listeners with yeah no just um I just want to say, I suppose, that probably the ending to my story is that, um, you know, the amazing guy, uh, we actually got back together again uh, oh, two, yay. Two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And it's yeah. really, it's really amazing. Yeah. And, and just the fact that, you know, he, he's still the same. I mean, he's older, wiser. He's still <laughs> the same. But the fact that I changed my whole mindset and my uh, way of thinking, um, and it's like a completely different relationship. It's just so much more relaxed, and you know, I'm not, I'm not freaking out looking at his phone or anything. So, you know, if anybody thinks that, okay, they'll never have, they'll never find love, or they'll never be happy, or anything like that, then you know, it's very possible <laughs> happened mm -hmm. to me. So, you know, um, but I think it's really important to work on your own value. You know, value yourself first. Um, and then the rest will follow you know success and happiness comes from inside um, and it's not it doesn't need to be validated by somebody else that's not what i'm saying i'm just giving hope that you know, so you thank you so much lisa for taking the time to be here i love how you took that those tough moments in your life and you 
you know, really it, it took some time. You worked on yourself and you now you're able to share with other people and it it hits, I'm sure it hits close to home with a lot of people. And just by speaking and just by, you know, telling your story, uh, regardless of, you know, what format you give it in, uh, I think that it's going to, you know, change uh, a lot of people and help a lot of people. So I want to thank you so much, uh, you know, for, for sharing with us and um, being so vulnerable, uh, you know, on this podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, I really, f I find that you found the, um, the key to success and happiness, uh, is looking within yourself. So I think that's just awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to speak. Yeah. I think there's, it's, it's healing, it's still healing for me as well. And, and yeah. reminding me where I've, where I've been. So yeah, it's, uh, it's still a journey for me too. Thank you yes. very much for having the opportunity. You're welcome. Keep doing it. Keep keep getting your message out there. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <It's good. laughs>